Best Book Biz presents Evan Carmichael, the world's greatest motivational YouTube DJ with over 3 million subscribers and half a billion views. Author of Built to Serve and Your One Word, Evan, welcome to the show. Michael, thanks for having me, man. Great to be here. I'm excited. You you woke up super early to make this happen, so uh, it's an honor for me, man. Yeah, perfect. No worries. Now, for my audience who might not know who you are, I'm sure they do, but tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your journey and how you got to where you are now. Evan Carmichael, introvert entrepreneur trying to solve the world's biggest problem. People don't believe in themselves enough. I do that through YouTube content, books, speaking, coaching, programs, but most importantly, I'm a guest on the best book bits show today. Yeah, thanks, Evan. Um, one of the questions I've got for you is how do you maintain your positivity and energy? Um, you seem to have an abundance of positivity and energy. Wow, what a great first question. Um, so two things. I think one, creating the environment for yourself for success. So, you know, if, if Best Book Bits inspires you, great. Look at the content every day. If this show inspires you, great. Follow Michael and look at the other stuff that he's doing. Most of us don't have enough people around us who are doing amazing things. Chances are the people listening to this show, you're the most ambitious person that you know. You're the most growth-oriented. You're the one pouring in other people. You're the one saying, this book I just read, you have to go read it. <laughs> you know, we're, we're forcing our ideas on other people because we've learned so much. You've learned so much, and you just want to share it with other people. But the people around you aren't as receptive, aren't as open, aren't as growth-minded as you are. And, and that's a great gift that you're giving them. But the challenge is you don't have people who are pushing you. And so I try to surround myself with, with the environment that pushes me forward in the content that I make. Cause I want to be around Oprah Winfrey and Elon Musk and super successful entrepreneurs because they, because they pull me forward. And so the more that I'm around that, the more I want to believe in myself and go chase my dreams. So that's the first, like your environment, your habits, your routine. Are you around the people who are lifting you up either in person, but more likely online or through books that inspire you as part of your daily routine, not just a one-off thing that you happen to do. The second is, I feel like what I do matters. And I think, I think that's really, really important. I think people who are starting a business only trying to make money often burn out and, and don't make money. Um, I've been doing YouTube for 12 years now. We've done over 10,000 videos. Not all of them are public. And people ask me, well, how do you keep going? Like, how do you not burn out? How do you stay consistent? We haven't missed a day of uploading a video in maybe 70 years, something like that, something crazy. Uh, well, how, how? Because I love what I'm doing because I feel like it matters because this isn't it. Look at this interview here with Michael. Is this work? This doesn't feel like work for me. This is fun. This is a holiday in Canada for me right now. This is our Independence Day right now. We're filming this on Canada Independence Day right now. And I'm here talking with Michael because it's fun. Right. And so when you're doing work that you love and you feel is having an impact, it's a lot easier to stay positive and excited and have momentum where if you're forcing yourself to do something that you hate because you think it's going to make you money, that's when you start diving on the path of boredom um, and maybe ultimately depression. Yeah, perfect. And, and I know you've sort of built a strong team around you and you've got a very supportive uh, partner with Nina as well. Has that sort of gradually happened over the years with, with getting the right people around you and supporting you as well? 
for sure it's a process. I mean, we have 37 people on the team now that didn't just start with me doing, you know, all of, I, I started everything myself, but it didn't start with me having a giant team. Right. So yeah. I did yes. everything myself at the beginning. I had, I was doing one video per week on YouTube. And then the first hire I had was an editor and that let me go to one video a day instead of just one video a week. And so the sooner you can start to incorporate people in your life who can support you, either emotional support, you know, Nina, my wife, now is involved in my business, is my chief heart officer, and does a lot of work inside the company. But at the beginning, she, she didn't know anything about YouTube besides watching. She didn't give me any advice to really know what to do, but just supporting me, just encouraging me, just understanding me. That, that's a big, it makes a big difference when you have somebody in your life who's just is there for you and understands you, even if they can't give you practical knowledge, just that support is helpful. But then also the people who can actually do the thing that you need help with. Um, even if it's for one hour a week or one hour a day, like that the first person I hired was one hour a day and that saved one and a half to two hours a day of my time. Cause he was better at the thing than I was. So you don't need to have a big budget to go hire somebody, but if you have a big mission, then you have to realize that ultimately you can't do this alone and make a commitment that by the end of next month, you're going to have somebody else on your team helping you. Yeah. I just want to go back to what you said with Nina being the chief heart um, officer in your company. It was a great story in the book, Built to Serve. I want, I want you to touch on that. I think that encapsulates the whole book, finding out what not only your one word is, but why you're here, how can you serve other people? And I think you really touched on it great in the book with Nina when she found out her reason um, and, and her skill set with being the chief heart officer. Can you talk a little bit about that, Evan? Yeah, so through the book, I go through who, why, how. It's your single most important core value is your who, uh, your why is your purpose, and your purpose comes from your pain. And then the how is how have you got out of that pain is something that you can teach other people. That's super quick. <laughs> but to dive into, just to give some context, to dive into Nina's story. So Nina's who is care. So she, she really cares about people. Nina is the glue of our family. Nina is always remembering people's birthdays, is always, always following what people are doing on Facebook and commenting and letting, letting you know, our whole family know kind of what's going on. If, if there's a family event... And my father and I have to organize it. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But Nina will make sure that it actually happens. So she's the glue for our family. And so we thought, okay, how can we bring this to the team? And so she made a list of all the things that she really liked doing. And, and it became what I call the passion process. And it's, and it's, in, it's in Built to Serve. We, I made that, um, that whole section because of her. And we realized she, she really loves helping those people who are closest to her feeling like she's valuable, not on a world level, not trying to spread knowledge to the globe. You know, here I am in Canada, Michael's in, you know, overseas. Are you Australia? Yeah, in Melbourne, Australia. He's in Melbourne and, you know, we're here chatting and serving people around the world, right? That is not my wife's ambitions. She wants to serve the closest people to her. And so we thought, well, what if we just, can we make the team your family? And so I actually really suck at, at team stuff. Um, I don't follow up with people enough. I don't, when I'm with you, I care tons about you, but then I'm usually not thinking about you afterwards. I'm not really looking at your Facebook or any of that stuff. Nina loves doing all that stuff. So she's basically in charge of feeling, of making the team feel connected. And so it's a great, she gets to connect her, her level of caring to have an impact inside my business. And it allows me to then go off and focus on the big picture stuff that'll, that you know, gives us millions of views and has a much bigger impact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
what are you working on currently at the moment that a lot of people don't know about? Wow, that's a good question. You're very sharp for 6.30 in the morning, Michael. I mean, I'd be <laughs> dead tired. I don't know how you're doing this. I'm what an am early I morning on? person. So it's oh, are you really? Okay, well, yeah. see, I'm not. I'm a salsa dancer, so yeah. night night owl mostly. But um, what am I working on that most people don't know? What could give Michael a scoop? Uh, I'm working on some software to help on the YouTube side. So... I love making data-driven decisions, and YouTube analytics is really helpful and valuable, but there's only so much you can do with it. So instead of just getting frustrated about it, I hired two engineers, and they're working on developing our own tool set around it to help me make better decisions across all of our channels and, and our friends as well. may not be super relevant for you know your audience, um, but I'm having a ton of fun doing it. I think it's going to – you'll see the results of it by having more videos out with higher, um, you know, impact with them. Yeah. I know you do some coaching and you've got the, the brand analytics as well with, with YouTube. Is there any, a couple uh, little free little tips you could give on uh, growing your YouTube channel or even growing your social media? I know you're killing it on Instagram at the moment and you've put your focus on that too, but just a couple of tips on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. For, for any social content, it's recognizing that you need to share your story and your take on things. So even even as we're doing this interview for people watching, you know, Michael's asking some great questions. I've been doing interviews all day long, but he's already asked me a couple that nobody else has asked me today, which is great. This is Michael's perspective. You're you're getting to see how Michael thinks through the questions that he asks. So even though he isn't sharing his story necessarily, you get a lens in his world by the questions that he asks people. This is your job on social media is to share your lens of the world. So if you're reading the book and you're going to share your information there, well, what did you take? You know, Build the Serve is a, is, a, is a decently sized book. You're going to make a video on it. Well, what's your take on it? I don't need you to read. Reading from the book is not going to be helpful. They could just read it themselves. What's your take on it? How did you learn from it? What did you love about it? What sucks about it that Evan Carmichael doesn't know what he's talking about and got it dead wrong? Like, Share your perspective on it. That's what the world needs. And so the more you consistently do that, your job is to t- teach people to think like you think. So what, a th- what is a thought leader? Somebody who teaches people to think the way that you think, right? That's your job. You, th- you see the world differently. You're a weird duck. Great. Help other people see the world the same way so that they can make a positive impact on their own lives as well. So that's the content that you need to make. Most of the time, we're too afraid to do that. And we put out the boring, vanilla, basic, easy content. And so that challenge to say, here's my real opinion on this and share it and use that to have an influence on people. Then that, that will, there's, there's hacks for every platform that you need to know, but at the core of all of it, that's the most important principle is just imagine you're talking to the you from five years ago. What would you say? And then film it and put that on YouTube. Yeah, perfect. I think you're... Um, very at the ripe age and experience to start making motivational movies that could be on Netflix. I absolutely love the three-hour mashup videos you do on Elon Musk and Warren Buffett and you know Jeff Bezos. What do you think about that? Motivational movies by Evan Carmichael on Netflix. <laughs> so I think for that, I'd need the right partner. I'm actually helping a number of Netflix superstars come to YouTube because they're not, they don't want the Netflix deals anymore 
they want to go on. It used to be, I want to get a movie deal. Then it became, I want a Netflix deal. Now people are like, okay, forget all those terms. I just want to set my own terms and go to YouTube and blow up and make even more there. So I'm helping people move from Netflix to YouTube. For the other way around, I would just need the right person who gets Netflix and loves it and wants to do something together. I think one of the things that I've learned over the years is that I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And so instead of me trying to do everything, like if I wanted to write or if I wanted to start a book review channel, I don't read enough books. You know, I read 10 pages a day. It's hard for me to know enough. So for me to dive deep into that doesn't make sense. It makes more sense to say, hey, Michael, hey, I got an idea. You want to partner on this? Motivational entrepreneur books. You know, you do your part. I'll do mine. Let's have this joint venture together. So that's where I'd be more locked in. It's like, I don't understand. I don't watch. I don't have a Netflix account. So I don't know enough about Netflix. But I maybe partner with the right person, um, I think would be an interesting play. Yeah, got it. And um, how's your neck doing after accidentally breaking it on a massive speaking tour? How, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, it's, 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 I think it's as good as it can be. It's pretty good. Um, there's still a piece that's broken. So I broke my neck in two spots. I fainted um, at one of my tour stops and uh, passed out concussion, broke my neck in two spots. Um, the The critical one healed so that's great because otherwise then that spinal surgery may not walk again kind of scary territory <laughs> spinal surgery is scary territory uh the other one was just a little piece of bone just kind of chipped off and is still in there so that bothers me every now and then but it's not worth doing any kind of surgery or anything from so um yep. happy to happy to still be here and honestly was the best part of my tour breaking your neck yeah it was such yeah. a um such a, a far out moment. Have you ever thought about? Uh, have you ever thought about coming to Australia and doing some speaking gigs? If I could fill some venues with thousands of people and uh, take you around Australia, have you ever thought about coming down under and and sharing your message? Uh, definitely. Just looking at the right opportunity. So Australia is far, so that's one thing. Like you know, to go out there is it's a long time compared to other places. Most of my speaking is in the U.S. because I'm Canadian, but it's super close for me. Um, and then also to see Australia, you need time, right? I mean, it's not just, it's not just Melbourne. You got to go around and see if you're, if you're going to go out, you got to do it proper. Um, so it's just been, I just haven't had the right opportunity yet. I haven't, I, I would love it. I mean, I love every Australian I've met has been amazing. Um, I love the entrepreneurial culture as well. Like so many people want to start businesses and do their own thing and don't want to do the same things their parents wanted to do, et cetera. So I think, um, the message really fits. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, like, you know, let's partner on something, Michael, create, create the opportunity and we'll make it happen. Yeah, done. I'll take you out to the outback and, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go play with some kangaroos. But, um, I want to go back to a time when you were young, when you sold your, your first company. I'm actually at the moment in a startup company. I know when you were 22, you were a venture capitalist. Give me some tips for a startup company seeking VC funding. Um, any insights back in the day that you can sort of uh, give some tips on startup companies? What I love about you is you've actually read the book, which is great. You know, a lot of times I do interviews about the book and the people haven't read the book, but, I, but Michael's done his homework, so it's good. Um, the biggest thing for VC is actually having momentum. I think people go in way too early. You're going in basically at the seed level to say, I've got this idea, but I need funding to get started. That's not what a VC cares about. A VC, venture capitalist, they want to help existing companies grow faster. So high momentum companies grow faster. 
They don't want to be the first money in. You have to have already gotten some traction. They want to see that you have users, that you have customers. Maybe they're not paying you yet, but like you've got an app. How many downloads do you have? Like, oh, we haven't even started the app yet. You haven't started the app yet. Why are you here? Right? It's too, most people go in way too early stage. So you already have to have momentum. It's expected. You have a product and you already have people using it. Maybe some paid, but at least momentum happening with your business uh, before VC will even look at you. They also want to see incredibly high returns. You know, they want to be averaging 30% returns every year. And they want to see a path to you exiting, to either going public or being acquired. So a lot of businesses don't necessarily fit under that high growth curve. And um, a lot of people get, they basically grow too quickly. If they're forced to grow too quickly and their business closes down because they can't support it. Um, so those, those are some of the things. Um, maybe the last one is, I think people waste too much time on fundraising. In my first business, we, ever, we never actually raised money because raising money becomes a full-time job. You're out raising money, which you could spend that time building your business. <laughs> and it's usually better spent building your business than raising capital because when you raise capital at the beginning, you're going to lose a giant portion of your shares because there's nothing yet. It's just an idea. But the more momentum and traction you have, you're going to get a much better valuation. And people will come to you because they're seeing how much you're growing. So the more you can spend time on actually building your business instead of just raising money, you have a much better shot at success. Yeah, perfect. So you think bootstrapping at the start, um, hustle, 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 bootstrap. And then once you get an idea and once it's snowballing, then basically seek to expand and, and exit. Yeah, perfect. Um, now, what, what does a 60-year-old Evan Carmichael look like and, and what is he doing day to day? Wow. Look at these. I don't think I've ever even been asked that question, period. Michael, on point, 6.30 in the morning, dude. I'm interested. It. I'm interested. What, do you, what is Evan doing at okay, 60? Okay, so, so listen, let's, let's actually think. So this is cool. So I'm what? I'm 41 now, okay? When I was 20, I was in my first business. 20 was the worst day of my life. I, I quit on my business for a day and went back to it the next day. But I, the thing that saved me through that business, through not quitting, was saying when I'm an old man at 40, I'm going to look back on this moment and regret if I quit. And that got me through to keep going. Now I'm 41 and definitely don't feel like an old man. So now we're looking, you're asking me to go 20 more years out in the future. One, I have no idea. On the one hand, I have no idea and I don't even spend any time thinking about it. Like I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow, let alone what I'm doing in 20 years. I think I'm mostly present focused. And that's where I really shine. Like I'm talking to you is great. I have somebody after. I don't know who it is. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like I'm just, I'm, right now I'm not focused on it because I'm just talking to Michael Knight. That's all that matters. So 20 years, I have no idea. But on the other hand, it's, it's going to be more of this. Like I'm going to be serving entrepreneurs and helping them try to believe in themselves for the rest of my life. And the technology might look a little different. Maybe it's still YouTube. Maybe it's, maybe it's Michael and I hologramming into your living room doing the interview you know in 2041 right it's going to look different the tech will be different the platforms will be different you know maybe tiktok goes up and becomes the thing and youtube is dead in a year and a half i don't know but i'm still going to be doing whatever version of this is there i'm doing this michael till, till i'm dead like i'm going to be 
I've done 10,000 videos over 12 years. You know, I'm going to be 218 living in an old age home because we're going to live that long. Still spreading believe as long as my mind still thinks, my mouth still moves. Um, this for life, man. It's for life. Yeah, perfect. And I can attest to that because uh, whether it's a YouTube video you're doing, but a lot of people probably don't know the private DMs that you sent me. And uh, about four years ago, you sent me a, a private video when I just started my um, YouTube channel. Probably had about 100 subscribers at the time. And you sent me a video say, hey, Michael, best book bids, keep it up, love your work. And it was just a random motivational video from yourself and it was very personal and very touching so i just want to say you know over the years and the growth uh thank you and i'm and i've heard your story from other entrepreneurs as well so, so you are all about entrepreneurs and serving entrepreneurs so they can serve so yeah thanks for the um for the random dm about four years ago cool man and those are my favorite stories you know it's I don't know what it was. You know, you probably popped up on my Instagram randomly or YouTube randomly, and I and I saw it. And was like, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, Let me spend but, eighteen seconds and just tell him. You know, and it makes a difference. But it changes someone's day, changes someone's week, and changes their mindset as well. And um, I want to talk a little bit about your books as well. One of the books that aren't on the shelf here, because I actually gave it to one of my audience members overseas, was called. Uh, your top 10 rules for success, which was a fantastic book on basically all your top 10 videos and just distilling the wisdom of uh, influencers and individuals and uh, well-known people in that book. So great job on that book. What was the process right like putting that book together? So that was more of an editing book than than the two that are on you know your wall behind you. That was where people kept asking me, You've done all these top 10 videos. What are the rules that come up over and over and over and over again? Like, what are the top 10 rules? So that, okay, how about I just turn it into a book? So we took the 50 most popular videos on the channel and then dissected them. What, are the, what were their rules? And so we condensed them. So it's about, I think it's half a page per rule. So it's not the whole thing, but you can go watch the video for the whole thing. And then broke down what were the most common ones that came up over and over and over and over again. And we put... 40 of them in the book and then 10 are a bonus um, that you can email in and get and get the bonus offer on. Um, that's free. It's just for buying the book. Uh, I know. I think it was just helpful to be around all these people who've had so much success and see that a lot of the messages are the same. Whether you're an actor, an entrepreneur, an athlete, an author, a musician, you look at what their rules for success are. There's incredible similarities across all of them. And I, I get super inspired by that. I'll just give you a quick recap. I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, do you remember the top 10 rules for success that everyone sort of thought about, which was follow your passion, have self-awareness, raise your standards, focus, work hard, embrace failure, ignore the little man, build a team, model success, and your favorite one, believe. Believe. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Believe Nation. Where, what is Believe Nation and where is it going over the next 10 years? Because it's huge. Believe Nation is is the term for my community. The people who are watching my videos, who are engaged with the content, follow me on Instagram, etc. Um, it's just a blanket term for anybody who's in my ecosystem. It came from people they named themselves. Um, one of the things that I think, if you want to grow any account, being in your comments really, really matters. So the more you can respond to comments, uh, the more people feel connected to what you're doing. And somebody in my comments in the early days of my YouTube channel, um, 
said hashtag believe nation at the end of it was just a random comment that this guy posted a lot and then whatever reason put hashtag believe nation at the end like i like that hashtag believe nation okay let's go and then we it just kind of took a life of its own and now it's just what i will call people who are part of the family you know believe nation what's up let's go yeah, perfect. And um, I just want to give you a little insight and a bit of a selfish question. I read, uh, obviously, your one word back when it came out in 2016, and I only recently, about two months ago, found my one word. Um, so it sort of come to you when you're not searching. A friend of mine said, Michael, what do you invest in? And in half a second, I said people. Mm. And then I realized that everything reverse engineers back to people. Everything I do is all about people. Yes, education. Yes, this. Yes, that people was my one word so really stuck me and i went back to the summary read the book and then i realized my one word is people and your one word is uh belief but is there any last message you want to leave my audience before you have to take off evan just to make today count you know i think we often get inspired whether it's watching a video like this doing you know hearing an interview from michael or somebody else reading a book how many times you've read a book and been inspired but then you don't do anything. And we say, okay, tomorrow we're going to do it. And the next week we're going to do it. And then, and then nothing ends up happening. So if you got inspired by this, you took any idea from this, the best thing you can do is today take one small piece of action towards it. If your goal is, I want to be a YouTuber as well, great. The best thing you can do is make a video. If your goal is to write your own book, great. The best thing you can do right now is write the first page of content. And expect it to suck. Just expect it to suck. Your first page is going to suck. Your first video is definitely going to suck. It doesn't mean you suck as a human. It just means you don't have the skill set yet. Why would you have the skill set if it's your first time doing it? So just expect to suck, but get started because that's the thing that most people miss. There's a lot of smart people who consume a lot of content, who can, who can say what I'm going to say before I say it because they've seen so much of it and have read so many books, thousands of books, and have them memorized but then they're still stuck in life because you're not taking the action. So the most important thing you can do when you're reading a book, at least I think, when you're reading a book or when you're watching a video, go pause it. Put the book down for a second. Pause the video. And then go take some immediate action from it. If you look at all those books on Michael's shelf behind you, if you all have that collection, and in each one of those books you actually took just one idea away from it and did something about it, your life will be dramatically different. So the message is do something today. Do something today to get some momentum on your big goal. Perfect. Thanks, Evan. And if you had a, just a quick one, if you had a dinner party with three people, who would you invite and what would you serve them? Are they, are they dead or alive? Dead or alive? Okay, dead yeah. or alive, then, then we're going with the people behind me on the wall. So I got, we got Steve. Oh, we can't quite see him. Steve Jobs is over here. So him, uh, AP Janini, favorite entrepreneur of all time, who started Bank of America. And then we'll go Kanye, Kanye West. Those what would, you, ser- what what would, would I you serve? Them? I don't know. I, I'm not a foodie, so I don't really care. Maybe some, um, what's the Australian thing that I'm not allowed to try until it's with an Australian? What's that? Good conversation and a beer? No, no, no. What's the, what's the, what's the thing that's like a spread? Oh, Vegemite. Vegemite. So everybody tells me I have to try Vegemite, but I'm not allowed to have it by myself. It has to be with an Australian, apparently. Got At least it. got it. All right. So when yep. you when you come across to Australia, I'll give you a bit of a tour in the outback, and we'll go have some Vegemite. Vegemite and, okay. and some so, good conversation. But 
Evan, thanks for being on the, the Best Book Bits podcast and I uh, hope you have an amazing day. Keep serving at the level you're serving and we look forward to many more videos and from yourself. So go follow this man, my audience. If you don't, Evan Carmichael, everybody, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate that, man. Thank you for the love. No worries. Have a great day. Cheers.